welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your visit to Harry Potter as amazing as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how you doing this week? I'm good. What's with the new intro, Jeff? <laughs> well... We figured we'd get 180 shows in and really kind of reference the fact that not only does Instant Impressions Travel Services serve as your, your one-stop shop for Disney, but we would be remiss if we didn't eventually mention what the light doesn't touch to be Disney's kingdom and, and talk a little bit about Harry Potter, who does take up some residence in Orlando, and I know you do some business for clients over there as well. You bet. We talk about Harry's house for the longest time. We called it the dark side in our office. But yes, we have many clients who opt to spend some time over at Universal Studios. And I thought tonight we'd talk to people about how to really make both parks work together and when maybe it's not right for you. Well, and it's an interesting conversation too because truth be told as folks know that have listened to this obviously i'm an enormous disney fan number one number two disney vacation club member over here in our household but i'm also married to one of the biggest harry potter fans in the world she's not been i have been so there'll be a little bit of conversation we can have as far as that goes um, but we're going a little bit off script tonight so for those of you that are checking in you're a little confused Hopefully you understand why now, but I think the biggest question that we start a lot of our shows with, and this one it's very apropos for, is where do we begin? You know, just like everything else that we talk about, it takes planning, but it's so different than planning Walt Disney World. It's different in the scope, in the amount of information you need, in the amount of pre-planning. But I always tease, we get asked questions for Walt Disney World down to little minutiae. Different bathrooms, what kind of milk do they have for those that need soy milk? And what's the brand of this? And how do we do that? People literally have a million questions for right. us for Walt Disney World. Yep. When we do Universal with clients, if they've got five questions, that's a lot. They know they're <laughs> going to a hotel, they're getting into a park, they're going to see Harry, and they're good. Right. So definitely, I don't want to say it's a much more relaxed pace because you still deal with early admission and all of those things, but it is substantially less physical real estate that's covered. It's a much, much smaller footprint. And if you're there just for Harry, you can get it all done in a relatively short amount of time where we say you can spend a week at Walt Disney World and not see it all. That's definitely not the case here. So I guess the question then is, you've, we've mentioned Harry a lot. Harry seems to be the driving force behind our conversation tonight, definitely. So who would you say it is for? We ask that question a lot. I think it's a, a different park than any of the Disney parks. It really has a lot that is focused for Harry Potter fans and incredible attention to detail in the design and the build and photo props and things like the um, trains and the buses and all those things out of the movies. But if you're not a Harry fan, the other thing that Universal does well is lots of thrills in a smaller space. So we talk about planning for Walt Disney World and hitting those thrill rides first and you know, 
Some of the parks have two, maybe three, but here there's a much higher concentration. Yeah, I mean, and when you say thrill ride in Universal, it's not the same as the thrill ride in Walt Disney World. It's just not. I mean, they're they're built for two different types of people. As far as the Potter fan stuff go, and and even if you're not a Potter fan, the one thing I will say is if you're listening to this podcast, clearly the Imagineering of Walt Disney World is a big part of why you love that experience. The way that they developed everything Harry Potter in Universal, it, it's incredible. From even if you're not a Potter fan, you walk in there. If you've seen the films, you're in those films. You really are. So, yeah, I, I think it's for anyone that's seen the films as well, whether you're an enormous fan or not, because it comes to life as you're walking down that street. And that's it. Their word is not Imagineering. That is a Disney word. Correct. Yep. But again, I, I give them props. Their attention to detail and they're bringing it to life. They really bring you into that land. It's not just, hey, hop on this ride where we threw some theming in. So give us the lay of the land, right? Because it's for folks that haven't been, it's a little confusing because there's it's spread over a couple of different spaces. So lay it out for us. It is. But again, we're going to talk about currently what they have is much more compact than Walt Disney World. Right. They have two theme parks that literally touch each other. And we'll talk about riding from one to the other, um, but they are back to back. If they opened, they literally have a door that they open on Halloween Horror Nights. It could be one massive park. They have one water park. And then they talk about their hotels and resorts differently than Disney. Interestingly, they don't own any of their hotels. So we still work with clients and we book packages that include their universal resorts, but they're actually owned by other companies. So it's an interesting partnership. And when we work with clients, it is different in that when you check in at the hotel, you're going to get a room key, but then you still need a ticket because the hotel doesn't own that ticketing system. So they have eight hotels currently. Three are what they call premier hotels. Those are the original, and those have some extra perks to them. And then they have five other hotels. Then they also have City Walk. Think of it as their version of Disney Springs. Lots of eating, lots and lots and lots of eating, and shopping. But you can go from Universal Orlando or Islands of Adventure, their two parks, into City Walk in minutes. And in fact, everybody enters City Walk before you get to the theme park. So again, it's that nice, compact footprint. So the question that I have for you, since you've mentioned it, right? You've got two parks, you've got uh, City Walk. Let's mention that first, but we're not going to get into cost yet. But let's mention that first. In order to enter City Walk, do you need park admission? You do not. Okay, so that, that's an important piece for folks because you said you, you kind of have to walk through that first before you get into the park. So just from a geography standpoint, I think that's important for folks to know. That's a great point. So if you're in one of those premier hotels, you're going to access the park via boat or even a walking path, but you're going to be able to do security at your resort before you head over. If you're a day guest and you're parking, 
they have one parking structure that's for any of those things you're going to. And so unlike, again, I'm going to give that comparison. If you're going to Disney, if you're at a monorail resort, you now get screened at the resort before you board the monorail. Right. But if you're at boardwalk and going to Epcot, you take that boat. You don't get screened until you get to Epcot. Here they're screening at their premier hotels. And then they have one spot where all of the other on-site and off-site buses and all of the Ubers and Lyfts and group transportation and their parking garage all come through one main security checkpoint. And then you're in and that secures city walk, which then leads into the two theme parks. Okay. So a lot of the reason why we do this show, the main reason is to help vacations be as magical or amazing in this instance as it can possibly be. And it, it comes from your brain, somebody who's planned these things for people for years, somebody who's been to these places time and time again. If you had one tip, your number one tip for visiting Harry Potter, what would it be? Stay on site. Okay. Again, there's perks for on site that make it so worthwhile. And again, it's super easy there when you're on site, you can get to the park quickly. You get early access if you're on site. And they have a system for some of their rides, not all of their rides, called Express Pass. Think of it as their version of Fast Pass, Disney Genie, whatever we want to call it today. Um, but it works a little bit differently. At Universal, that Express Pass comes with the three premier hotels for free. And if a ride has Express Pass, there's no reservations. There's no anything needed. Walk up, get online, and you're good. If you're not at the premier hotels, those of you who have sent me hate mail about the cost of Disney Genie, sit down before you hear my next sentence. <laughs> you're going to buy Express Pass for $79 to $129 per person per day on top of your park ticket. So even if you get it on the cheap side, if you're a family of four, it's $320 for the day. That usually comes pretty close to the cost of your hotel. So we're huge fans of staying on site to get that perk for free. All right, so you you kind of dipped your toe in the water, so to speak, here on the cost and things to know as far as that goes. Do you want to break that down now, like in, in as much detail as you have? So beyond, obviously, Express Pass, you need to buy a park ticket. Right. And I will say Universal Park tickets are pricey. Again, terminology is different. If you're a Disney person, you know the word park hopper means you can go to more than one park in a day. They use the phrase park to park. And while we can plan with people at Walt Disney World without a hopper, even though often we recommend it, I find it almost impossible for you to get the full universal experience without a park-to-park -park ticket. It is business genius consumer nightmare that they actually have an attraction that starts in one park and ends in the other. 
So before you can board the Hogwarts Express, Harry Potter fans, you have to put your park ticket in to show that you have access to the other park. So if you say to me, Sandy, I'm just going to do two days. We want to see all Harry Potter. We're going to do Universal Studios one day, Islands of Adventure the other. You're going to miss that Harry Potter ride that goes park to park. And that park to park ticket for a single day starts about $179, can be upwards of $200. And again, that's before you're adding in what you just mentioned. <laughs> before you add in that express pass. Right. So, you know, you're looking at a, a possibility of, of $250, $300 something dollars just for, just for the park pass to experience, as we're saying, you know, the park to park experience where you get the entirety of Harry Potter, right? You you could do it, you could split it up in a couple of days, but you're not getting to experience it all in one journey. And again, that's where it really comes down to planning. We can make this a multi-day experience for clients that want it to be, but we also work really hard with clients. If you're just there for Harry, we can make it a one-day experience for you. Optimize it, look at calendars, look at your flight time, figure out, should this be the first day of your trip? Should it be the last day? But again, generally, as much as I hate packing up, it's worth making the move over there. Well, and I will say I did do this in one day, and I did get a chance to to ride that Hogwarts Express. Very, very cool. Very, very fun. Straight out of the film. And I did get a chance to, to experience every Harry Potter touch that this entire universal experience has. So, how do you want to break it down? Because they're in a couple different spots. Does it make sense to break down maybe attractions and say where we would find them, that type of thing? Does that make the most sense to you? I think it makes sense to look at each park just in case you don't want to take our advice and you want that single park day. So if you want to start in Islands of Adventure, that is Hogsmeade. That's where you're going to find Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, definite thrill ride. Um, quick story, don't be fooled. I was told by somebody, if you can do soaring, you can do this. It's just like that. Spoiler alert, it's <laughs> not, not so just like that. It is a much bigger <laughs> thrill ride. I The minute that the shoulder harness came over me and my feet lifted off the ground, I was pretty sure that wasn't where I was meant to be, but <laughs> I made it through. Okay. Um, I helped, you know, fertilize a plant when it was done, but I made it through. <laughs> Um, that's also the park where you'll find their newest ride, Hagrid's Motorbikes. Flight of the Hippengroff is there. And then there's other things besides rides. Again, it's an entire land. Three broomsticks, like you find in the movie with all the owls up in the eaves, is a great spot for breakfast. And even though it's a quick service, unlike Disney, it's a quick service that needs a reservation. We can actually book it as part of your package with that hotel and park ticket. Your breakfast is prepaid with an arrival time, and it makes that very easy. Hogsmeade is also where they have the big castle. So for different holidays, they'll use that for projection shows. Again, right out of the books and movies, if you've loved the Frog Choir, Definitely take a look in the app to see when they're performing. 
They are absolutely hysterical to watch. And then one of the last things I like to check out on that side is the owl post. And if you want to send postcards home or to friends, they will stamp them for you right from the owl post. And then it's time to board the train, head over to Universal Orlando, their second park, over to Diagon Alley. And again, the train isn't just a way to make you pay for that park ticket or a way to get you from one to the other. You really feel the transformation when you are in the boarding area for the train. And without giving away too many of their little secrets, the train takes you to a land that really doesn't exist. And you're on this ride and you're kind of getting involved in the scenery you pass and making that big change. So it is a really unique feature, I think. I agree. And, and I will say this when I was talking about it in the beginning here, that experience of boarding the train, getting on the train and getting off and then getting the first glimpse at Diagon Alley, uh, so immersive. We, we use the word immersive in Walt Disney World constantly. There may not be a more immersive experience than what that was for me, stepping out of my Disney comfort zone and going over into this world and walking down Diagon Alley. It was really, really incredible. And again, all of those details, when you arrive there, you're in that King's Cross station that if you've read the books, you have that vivid imagery. If you've seen the movies, you see that likeness here and you very quickly get enveloped into that new land. It is home of the ride Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. So again, another thrill ride and another breakfast opportunity. The Leaky Cauldron is here. Again, fast food location, but we highly recommend it will sell out. They infrequently take walk-ups. And so you can get that as part of your package. And again, that all goes into the timing. We'll time it so you can get those rides right away and do a little bit of a later breakfast. Um, I can't say enough about getting online for Ollivanders. I was really hesitant the first time I went. Um, if you're not thoroughly into Harry Potter, but your kids are, Ollivanders is the wand shop. It is a tiny, tiny shop with a big, big line. <laughs> and a big, big price tag. <laughs> Um, I will say the one piece of feedback that I get from it is, again, if you've seen the movies, you know that in that shop, they're helping a child pick a wand and they kind of envision it and the wand speaks to them and comes out towards them. You're going to be, when you go into Ollivanders, it's a small group, probably about 15 to 18 people. Everybody, surprise, surprise, will have the opportunity at the end to purchase a wand in the gift shop that you exit through. But only one child is picked to participate in the experience that kind of keeps you in character. So if you know your child's going to melt down if they're not the child picked, I say skip the long line, skip that part of the experience, go right into the wand shop and create your own experience. Good tip. Good tip. Um, this side of the park is also where you'll find the night bus. Again, it's all about that extra props. And the Sugar Plum Sweet Shop 
is a candy shop with all those unique and semi-disgusting sounding things that you might have heard about throughout the stories. Even if you're not a candy person, it is so worth a look in there to get that unique spin. Well, as we said, this was going to be focused on just specifically going to see Harry Potter. And there's there's so much that, that goes on within that world that we thought it was very important to, to share with folks. Anything else that you'd like to share before we leave tonight? You know, I, I don't know that I could do the whole episode without a final tie back to Disney. So if you listen to the episode, and I'll put a link right in our show notes about my trip on Adventures by Disney to Portugal, if you're a huge Harry Potter fan, that trip is for you because you get to go to the library that inspired J.K. Rowling. Well, I appreciate you taking the time tonight. I know we have folks that are certainly friends of mine, clients of yours that are very, very into this entire world. And I think the one thing that Disney and Harry Potter share in common is the intellectual property has just spawned a tremendous fandom and the way that they've brought these things to life is second to none. So thanks for taking the time and I hope you have a great week. Thanks. You too. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination plan. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>